morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Friday, June 10th. More details about the Marine Corps aircraft crash. More on that next, but first, let's do the headlines. There have now been 800,000 cases of COVID-19 in San Diego County since the start of the pandemic. This milestone comes as weekly case counts have tripled in the past month and hospitalizations have been on the rise. According to the data out on Thursday, more than 4,400 cases were reported in the previous three days. The county also reported 12 more COVID-19 deaths on Thursday. New drought restrictions are set to go into effect today across the San Diego region. The rules will vary based on who your water retailer is, but generally speaking, it includes restrictions to outdoor watering and at-home car washing. The San Diego Union-Tribune reports that in the city of San Diego and parts of East County, you'll be restricted to watering landscaping three days a week. The goal is a 20% decrease in water use within each service area. A former CEO and owner of a San Diego-based manufacturing company pleaded guilty Thursday to unlawfully sending sensitive information to foreign countries. 77-year-old Joe Surrey is the former head of Tungsten Heavy Powder and Parts. It's a company that manufactures and supplies tungsten products used for U.S. military applications and munitions. According to the U.S. Attorney's Office, Surrey pleaded guilty to a federal conspiracy charge of providing technical data to his brother, who in turn took the data to China, India, and other countries at Surrey's direction. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hey, 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 this is Parker Edison, host of the Parker Edison Project on KPBS cool thing about joining KPBS is you make one simple donation and that money ripples into supporting everything else you see and hear on KPBS, including podcasts like this one you're listening to right now, making a place for fresh voices and perspectives to be heard. And that's music to my ears. Become a member today. Just go to kpbs.org, click that blue give now button and donate what you can. All right. Thanks. Officials said on Thursday that five Marines died in an aircraft crash in the desert on Wednesday. They were part of the Marine Aircraft Group 39, based at Camp Pendleton. KPBS military reporter Steve Walsh has more. The Osprey crashed in the desert near the small town of Glamis, California. Officials for the 3rd Marine Aircraft Wing confirmed Thursday that all five Marines on board died. Their names are being withheld pending notification of the family. This is the second fatal crash this year involving an Osprey, which takes off like a helicopter and flies like a plane and is a staple of the Marines. A crash in Norway in March killed four Marines. There were fatal crashes during the early testing for the aircraft and in the 1990s and even after it went into use in 2007, mainly in desert sand environments, says Brian Clark with the Hudson Institute. That problem was uh, addressed with you know, new tactics and, and new procedures. And then it's had a pretty good run since then of being uh, operated for the, like the last 10 years without too much incident. Uh, and any incidents they did have were largely operator driven. 
And so it's been a pretty reliable aircraft for the Marine Corps. The most recent crash is under investigation. Steve Walsh, KPBS News. Sandag has been reeling from an internal audit that revealed agency credit cards were being misused. Now the agency has unveiled its plan to reduce spending. iNewsource investigative reporter Jennifer Bowman has more. One expert called it a clear abuse of public funds. The regional planning agency known as Sandag often held meetings at upscale restaurants and footed taxpayers with the bill. Now, new policies would make CEO Hassan Akrata the only employee allowed to use an agency credit card for business meals. That's despite being one of the biggest spenders, over $17,000 at restaurants in just two years. An audit committee will first review the plan before Sandag's full board takes the final vote. For KPBS, I'm Source investigative reporter Jennifer Bowman. Source is an independently funded nonprofit partner of KPBS. Pride started as a riot for recognition and acceptance of the LGBTQ community before it became a celebration. KPBS North County reporter Tanya Thorne tells us about Oceanside's Pride by the Beach. In North County, Oceanside is hosting Pride by the Beach, one of the first Pride events for the month of Pride. The event is being put on by the North County LGBTQ Resource Center. All of the services that we offer uh, here at the Resource Center are going to be celebrated at Pride by the Beach because we made it and we made it out of COVID. We can't we can't forget how separated we were, how alone and isolated we were, and we especially can't forget those LGBTQ people who have been very impacted by COVID. Lisa Nava, the events director, says the festival will have performances, food, dancing, and health and educational booths. Pride by the Beach will be Saturday near Oceanside Civic Center from noon to 6 p.m. The event is free, family-friendly, and alcohol and tobacco-free. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News. Coming up, the San Diego County Fair is back and in full swing. We'll have more on what you need to know before heading to the fair. That story and more is next, just after the break. Hello, podcast listener. Full disclosure, I'm going to make some assumptions about you. This probably isn't the only podcast you enjoy. Blink if I'm right. (laughs) It's probably not the only thing you watch or listen to on KPBS either. If I'm right about that, then I'm guessing you make it a point to check in on a regular basis to see what's new, take in the latest and greatest, and then you go back to your daily life until we happily come together again. We're sort of like a virtual buffet. When you're hungry for information and entertainment, you go to KPBS and want to eat, uh, consume all you can, right? Well, you should know that when you become a member of KPBS, you're keeping the entire TV, radio, and online trays full of fresh ideas, like the tasty podcast you're enjoying right now. Help feed your appetite for KPBS. Become a member today. Just go to kpbs.org, click the blue Give Now button, and make a donation. Thank you.
San Diego International Fringe Festival ends this weekend. Teatro San Diego will have a final performance of its show, New Works. It's happening Saturday at the Centro Cultural de la Raza. But KPBS arts reporter Beth Accomando says this won't be the last you hear of this new theater company. Opening a brand new theater during a global pandemic might seem a daunting or even quixotic endeavor, but Julio Catania was happy to tilt at windmills to create Teatro San Diego. We started in 2020 when the COVID pandemic really hit, and the thing that really inspired us as a group was it was a huge group of, of BIPOC artists from San Diego, and the Black Lives Matter movement was really at its height, and we were investigating kind of what the opportunities were, what the landscape was like in San Diego for a performing artist of color. And we came to the point where we thought, you know, we, we need to just create another opportunity. For Catania, diversity is not just about race and ethnicity, but also about gender and identity as reflected in the New Works show at San Diego Fringe. You're seeing two incredible leaders of the performing arts come from uh, communities that are underrepresented and are telling stories that are so creative and so imaginative that it just adds more color to the landscape of San Diego. Clinton Sherwood identifies as non-binary. Their Body Talk dance show explores different relationships through movement, such as two women meeting up on a crowded dance floor. In musical theater, we get a lot of plot through words and through song, and I wanted to really challenge that and let the body be the leading voice. And so I created six dance pieces to challenge different theatrical rules. Challenging rules is what Fringe is all about, says Catano. The Fringe is a great place to kind of, it's a big old sandbox, I think, where you could just play and try new things. Sherwood says Catano was his classmate at San Diego State University. I could not be more grateful for him and his company hoisting me up and giving me space to create this piece. Body Talk experiments with different styles of physical communication. There's always lit, uh, stories happening with bodies. When we talk to each other, we don't just hear the words, we see each other's physical postures, we see gestures, we see energy in the body, and I'm really interested in honing that version of the story. A different kind of energy is explored in the second half of New Works. In the musical The Dropout, Victoria Matlock Fowler looks to the cult of personality surrounding Elizabeth Holmes, the biotech entrepreneur who was convicted of fraud. This is the testimony of Elizabeth Holmes going on the record in San Francisco, California at 9 o'clock a.m. July 11, 2017. I wanted to tell this story because, first of all, she is an amazing caricature of a human. I just thought she was so interesting, the way that she carries herself, the, the eyes, the intensity with which she talks. I, I just really thought, wow, that's a really interesting character, and I would love to get into her mind and why she does what she does. So it's really, to me, just the baby beginning starts of this show. And this is the world premiere, first live public audience. It's absolutely terrifying, but it's also just so humbling. And I'm so grateful to be here. Neither Matlock Fowler nor Sherwood would be here at all if it were not for Teatro San Diego. And that's precisely why Catania founded it. For me, most of all, my mission statement here is to uplift San Diego artists, local artists, because there's a massive exodus of artists from San Diego that train here and then find opportunities elsewhere. 
And so we're, we're trying to provide a space where they can continue to work and find a place to come home when they want to come home. There's one last performance of new works at Fringe on Saturday, but Teatro San Diego can be found all over the county pursuing its mission. It has a show in Oceanside, a dance lab in downtown San Diego, and a new residency in City Heights. And there's also a chance that Body Talk and The Dropout will return as full-length shows. Beth Accomando, KPBS News. Teatro San Diego New Works has its last performance on Saturday at 2.30 p.m. at the Centro Cultural de la Raza. San Diego International Fringe Festival closes on Sunday night. It's the unofficial sign of summer, the return of the San Diego County Fair. KPBS North County reporter Tanya Thorne has more on what you can expect this year. Welcome, fairgoers. Heroes Unite was going to be the 2020 theme for the San Diego County Fair, but COVID got in the way. So with the return of the fair this year, the theme is Heroes Reunite. Kelly Mueller is a spokesperson for the San Diego County Fair. Um, not only is it about comic books and superheroes, but it's about the people in our community who make San Diego great and who have done heroic things before and even during the pandemic. Mueller says all the fair classics are back this year. Food favorites, rides, carnival games, and concerts. Something new, admission and parking need to be bought online and in advance. It'll make your whole interest to the fair seamless. They'll simply scan your parking ticket at the parking lot. You don't have to worry about a transaction. They'll scan your admission ticket at the gates as well, and you can get right in. Mueller said admission was lowered to $15 for weekdays and $20 for weekends. You can lower the cost further with a $3 off coupon from Albertsons. This year, rides won't require physical tickets. You can buy all your ride tickets and your ride wristbands on the app. Um, and then you can just show your phone around at the different rides and games and they will be able to scan for your tickets. But all of the fair fun comes with a team effort and Mueller says the fair is still looking to build its team. Hiring has been a challenge for us just like for every business this year and um, we've increased our hourly rates to attract more employees. There's great perks to work here. We're still hiring. The fair runs through the 4th of July, the day of the fair's fireworks extravaganza. The fair is closed on Mondays and Tuesdays, except closing day. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. This podcast is produced by senior radio news producer Brooke Ruth and me, Annika Colbert. Thanks for listening and have a great weekend.